lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. Greetings, Earthlings. I am Steve Dace. Welcome to the program here. Live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast alongside Todd Erzin and Aaron McIntyre and all of you at 888-900-3393. That's 888-900-3393. Steve at stevedace.com is how you can email the program. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash stevedace. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show over on Parlor at Steve Dace. Check out our new YouTube channel as well, youtube.com slash stevedace. Are you seeing a trend here? I like to say my name. And then also, finally, one last plug for me. We always get the important things out of the way first on the show. Uh, my new book, a novella sequel to a nefarious plot, otherwise known as a nefarious carol. And I, I keep waiting for the day that Aaron decides to throw the cover of the book up on the screen when I mention it. I just thought I was cover. I was never going to ask. Just you know, see if you might take some initiative once. No, maybe. Of course not. Uh, the novella sequel to my 2016 book, A Nefarious Plot. A Nefarious Carol comes out December the 15th. Pre-orders are happening right now at Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. Uh, I've heard from a ton of you already that have uh, gotten uh, your pre-order in. Thank you very much. Coming up on the program today, always fun on a Wednesday. We will close it out later with our weekly prophet of woe and lamentation. Daniel Horowitz uh, will be joining us, and he should be stored up after a week off. There there should be plenty of woe to go. Uh, Before that, we'll play our weekly game of buy, sell, or hold. But before we get to all of that, here's Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by a story that would be everywhere during a normal year. The remains of the infamous Teamster Union president Jimmy Hoffa have been found. Amid decades of speculation as to his whereabouts and the mystery surrounding his disappearance, authorities announced this morning the remains are his, though no information has been released about where they were found. But they have confirmed that COVID-19 was the cause of his death. You son of a... (laughs) Anywho, President Trump visited Kenosha, Wisconsin yesterday to survey the damage wrought by anarchists and Black Lives Matter and Antifa terrorists. We will provide $1 million to the Kenosha law enforcement so that you have some extra money to go out and do what you have to do. You took a rough, it was a rough week, to put it mildly, and uh, you've done it incredibly well. I'm also providing nearly $4 million to support the small businesses that I talked about today that got burned up, burned down. And we're going to be providing over $42 million to support public safety statewide, including direct support for law enforcement and funding for additional prosecutors. More from President Trump's recent interview with Laura Ingram. Biden, why, why because the drug he, test? Because what do you think he's on? I'll tell you, well, he's on some kind of an enhancement, in my opinion. And I say we should both. I should take a drug test, so should he. Because we don't want to have a situation where a guy is taking some kind of a... It's like athletes, like a... No, no, he should take... I want to take one. I'll take one, he'll take one. We should both take a drug test. Checking in on Joe Biden. What's the president doing? Look, Venezuela's top-line message is President Trump's policy is an abject failure. For those of you wondering what that is, Joe Biden was apparently reading off a teleprompter during a live interview because he ostensibly couldn't remember his own talking points. Cory Booker, your thoughts. And to have this woman who is the 
child of a Jamaican, a child of uh, someone from India, um, a woman of color, uh, rise up. I think it's this feeling of affirmation that for the first time uh, since the founding of this nation, I can look up at that uh, historic ticket and see myself. Stanley, Barack is president! You are black, Stanley! CNN host Chris Cuomo apparently learned the hard way not to keep a scorpion for a pet. Apparently, former Trump attorney Michael Cohen, the sleaziest of sleazeballs, secretly recorded a conversation he and Cuomo had regarding allegations of sexual harassment made against the host. Tucker Carlson of Fox News aired that recording last night. You know, I'm always careful when I talk to media, you know? Right. Do you know how many phone calls I've gotten from people at ABC who say that reporters are calling and lying about things they heard about me to try to get stories about me when I was at ABC. Guys calling and saying, I heard he was the Charlie Rose of ABC, used to invite women to the hotel and open his uh, bathroom. Do I look like the kind of guy who's got to do that? Sure, why not? Um, but you're saying, so lying to so, you. I already now, have a good source that says that he forced one woman to have sex. I just want to know if you've ever heard anything like that. There is no woman. Right. There is none of that. So here's the problem. Women who do work there saying, oh, yeah, you know, some of these men and, and naming me with other guys. You know, we bumped into each other once in the elevator and he put his hand on my shoulder and he made me really uncomfortable. I mean, what the f- it's 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 a problem and now you so i'm careful with the media always i've always told you the media is not your friend nancy pelosi found herself in hot water yesterday after surveillance footage was leaked of her patronizing a hair salon during the middle of san francisco's lockdown without wearing a mask the Speaker of the House released a statement confirming her trip to the stylist, but claims she didn't know about the rule mandating usage of masks indoors. In Melbourne, Australia, a pregnant mother was arrested in front of her husband and kids, and her electronic devices were seized after she posted on Facebook regarding a protest of Australia's coronavirus lockdowns. Search warrant for what? Yeah, what I will explain to you is, is if you want to listen, you got your phone going. Yeah, I do, yeah. Right. Now, you're under arrest in relation to incitement. Incitement? What's yeah. that? Yeah. What, what, what on earth? Yeah. Excuse me, what What on earth? Yeah, just put your phone down. Can you, it's like, record to... this? I'm in my pyjamas. What's this? An ultrasound in an hour yeah, pregnant. she's pregnant, so... Well, I'm taking it easy. Multiple reports yesterday seem to indicate, then contradict, then indicate once again, and then contradict once more that the Big Ten Athletic Conference will indeed be playing football this season, even as early as October. President Trump tweeted yesterday, quote, had a very productive conversation with Kevin Warren, commissioner of the Big Ten Conference, about immediately starting up Big Ten football. Would be good, great for everyone, players, fans, country, on the one-yard line. And finally, does it woke? Dissecting videos from across the internet and determining if they woke. The nation turns its eyes to Lafayette, Louisiana, where a black man brandishing a knife was recently shot and killed by police. Naturally, the parking lot at the gas station where he was shot was turned into an impromptu peaceful protest recently. And that's where we'll begin with plus one point for that aforementioned peaceful protest. A racist man driving a racist diesel-powered Ford F-250 attempts to drive into the gas station in a very racially charged way 
away. That's a lot of racism right there, so that's minus three points. Not to fear, though, as the protesters form a human chain and attempt to block the 4,000-pound truck from filling up. That's plus one point. It appears the protesters are a very diverse group, as we can easily see a beautiful diversity of skin colors from the get-go. That's plus two points. The protesters are very synchronized in their chanting, so that's another point. At one point, a protester can be heard yelling, We are children. We are bleeping children. So that's plus one point for being honest and plus two points for being transaged. The human chain turns into an all-out display of brute woke strength as the aforementioned children attempt to push on the 4,000-pound truck to get it to stop. Unfortunately, strength is a telltale sign of the white patriarchy, so that's minus five points. Unfortunately, their strength was thwarted as the truck, did I mention it's a 4,000-pound diesel, made its way through the crowd. It's minus three points for not being down with the struggle. The protesters then unleash a barrage of accusations of racism against the driver before the racist gets out and attempts to fill his truck. Again, plus two points for speaking truth to power. Now, this is all very confusing, but not to worry, one of the protesters sets the record straight. This man took his vehicle and tried to pass it through a peaceful protest and tried to kill us. That's exactly what happened. That's plus two points for sheer lucidity. Unfortunately, the woke warriors were unable to stop the man from filling up his racist truck, so this video is definitely not woke, garnering negative nine woke points. And that's what happened while we were away. <laughs> How about the guy who is pushing really hard, thinking he's going to push back a 4,000-pound diesel truck? I don't know if it will woke, but it, it, it certainly won't smart. It certainly won't smart. Uh, Aaron's montage brought to you by Home Title Lock. So what does COVID-19 have to do with losing your home? Well, turns out it could be a lot. FBI has reported that since the virus struck, or the case demic struck anyway, cybercrime is up 75%. And it gets worse. The legal title to all of our homes are now online. The crime here is called the new cybercrime, home title theft, and it is everywhere because cyber criminals find the title to our homes online, forge our signatures on a quit claim deed, and then refile as the new owner of our homes, and then we're off the title. And they can destroy it by taking out loans against your home, steal the cash, stick you with the payments, and you may not even know about it until you get a late payment or even a foreclosure notice. Home title lock, though, will protect your home's legal title, your home. For many Americans, it's your most valuable asset. It's your safe haven. They'll put a virtual barrier around it to protect it. In the instant they detect any tampering, they will mobilize to shut it down. First things first, though, go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if you're already a victim and don't even know it. Then use the promo code Steve for 30 free days of protection. That's the promo code Steve at HomeTitleLock.com. Again, that's HomeTitleLock.com. Com. All right, let's get to what is in Aaron's montage. And does, does Michael Cohen just record everything? Does he, he had to be the one that recorded this, right? Yeah. Yeah. So did he just record everything? Who says? <laughs> everything? That's a reference to a classic clip from 2016 when Cohen was on CNN trying to do a, uh, a a shill for the Trump campaign, not effectively. And he's asked by a woman, I don't know the woman's name, he's asked by her. So basically, how, what's your campaign's thought about losing, being, you know, being behind in the polls? And he says, which ones? 
And she says, um, all of them. <laughs> he just sits there. Says who? <laughs> yes. Uh, um, why would you think you can trust Michael Cohen? Anyone? Anyone. And I am just struck to hear Chris Cuomo say, I told you, the media is not your friend. <laughs> Fake news or not, Steve. <laughs> I don't even... I, I mean, what is the reaction to that? Right? He likes him some him. You know, from the guy that caught leaving his home in the middle of his 14-day yeah. quarantine for allegedly uh, testing positive for coronavirus. Remember that? Oh. Okay. Um, I told you, Michael Cohen, the media is not your friend. When was that recorded? Do we know? We do not know. Okay. So, I mean, this could have been years ago. Is that a, is that a good look when you're in a two-person conversation with Michael Cohen and you look like the sketchy one? How about the part where he says, do I look like a guy that's got to troll women like that? And Cohen's like, I don't know, sort of. <laughs> God. Rex Kwando from Napoleon Dynamite. What is Uncle Rico's next? I can, throw it, I, can, I can throw it over the moon. I mean, that's Chris Cuomo just goes, Uncle Rico, take me outside right now, man. I'll throw that thing 70 yards right now. <laughs> Isn't he going full Uncle Rico in that clip? Do I look like a guy that has to scam women? They just come at me, bro. It'll still be on in primetime tonight at whenever. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Let's get to the real story, though. A, a couple of things I'm disappointed by, but maybe I shouldn't be. I got to tell you, man, I, I don't care if the president's purple. And his name is Cucky McCuckface. If he can get me Michigan football on a Saturday afternoon in October, I'm not list, I'm not looking, you know, a cuck face in the mouth, man. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm gonna say thanks. I appreciate it. And and to see the uh what's the Clay Travis Corona Bros. To see the Corona Bros in the sports media who were all over your feeds back in July. What do you mean? incredulous like Chris Cuomo in that clip what do you mean I've got to troll women in elevators and with and with seedy hotel bathrobes look at me I'm Chris friggin Cuomo man they just come at me I'm surprised and look at Michael Cohen and say dude you want some of this right now don't you that animal magnetism same thing from those sports writers right what do you mean we're trying to get college football canceled? We're just reporting the news. I don't want it canceled. This is how we make our living. Remember how incredulous they were when their audiences started pushing back on them the way that Brian Stelter got pushed back on? You see that C-SPAN clip? Have you guys seen that one yet? Oh, boy. That's the second time I've done that in this show. Oh, boy. There is a clip of Brian Stelter at CNN. And you, some of you probably or maybe haven't noticed, I don't know. I have gone out of my way not to comment on him. Only because he was kind and fair to me once, and I just... I'd like an excuse to be nice sometimes, guys. I just hate to say it like that, but it's true. I just... 
even me, I, I just cannot handle being at war all of the time. Okay, so I've kind of allowed the deconstruction of Brian Stelter to go on without me these last couple of years. But it's it, that clip of him on C-SPAN just getting denutted on that platform. At that one, you can't ignore that one. I mean, that that's a tough one. That That's a bad beat, as we say in the handicapping business. All right, that, that's a bad beat, man. Um, it's like never a good week at CNN, but this week in particular. The Corona bros in the sports media were like, as their, as their, as their readers were pushing back on them harshly, doing to them what was done to Brian Stelter on C-SPAN the other day incredulous that you could dare think that they want to cancel the season that they're that they're playing politics with college football this is our this is our meal ticket of course we wouldn't do that it's just it's just random coincidence that all we ever publish is the most negative panic porn all of the time from the most negative angle we possibly can at all times it's just the news guys and as, as, as they once said on the Great Space Coaster, no news is Gary news, right? And then yesterday, when the president inserted himself into the story. So same people who told you they're not trying to cancel the college football season. Turn right around. I cannot believe the president is inserting himself into this story. It's not safe. The Big Ten can't play. They're making the responsible decision here. Same people. Same exact people. Out in broad daylight. And what's happening now is they're all kind of, if, if you're not into sports media, I don't blame you. Uh, as I've told you for years, it's all the left-wing bias, twice the dumb. These guys just, these guys aren't as good at it. They, they so want to be on the White House beat in the New York Times instead of covering a college football game. All right, but they're just not smart enough, so they got sent to the sports department instead. They're just not as good at it, okay? And it's getting so bad now that they're all getting wolkenized. So for those of you that don't follow sports media, the absolute worst sports writer in the United States of America is Dan Wolken at USA Today. First of all, he's not good at his job. Then number two, he hates his job. <laughs> all right? Is that, an, is that an accurate description, Aaron? I would say so. He's not good at it, and he hates his job. Okay. Well, Steve, how do you get hired at USA Today? How could you say no to a two-legged stool like that? Exactly. Does Dan Wilkin look like somebody that's got to troll chicks like this? Ah. Exactly. Okay. Listen, I'm living proof anybody can get a gig writing at USA Today. They once gave me one. Okay. So clearly their standards are low. Routine background check or no? <laughs> yes. Wolken is the worst. He's like, he is the preening, preeniest, prissiest uh, preener that ever prissied and preened. Okay. I mean, he is the worst, man. The worst. Like he not only pees sitting down. Like when you go in next to, to drop a deuce in the public restroom and like all the toilet plastic covers are gone, you know why? Because you went in there after Dan Wilkin took a leak. Okay, that is Dan Wilkin. Right, you want to know why there's no, there is no, uh, 
hand sanitizer at Costco because Dan Wilkin thought I might have to stop and drop one at a rest stop on this roadie. So I'm at Costco right now. Buy all the sanitizer. That's why when you walk in, it smells lemony fresh. All right, that is Dan Wilkin. All right, he doesn't wear a mask. Hazmat suit only. Okay, that is Dan Wilkin at USA Today. The worst. The worst. Can you imagine if this is anybody's first day listening to the show? (laughs) Well, it's not anymore. (laughs) Welcome aboard. Do I look like somebody's got to troll train chicks like that? Well, actually, Michael Cohen says you kind of do. But (laughs) can you imagine the Tucker Carlson production meeting as they were putting that together? Like, everybody was drunk by the end. Anyway, Wolken is the worst. He's so bad, like, no one defends this guy in his own industry. And just, he gets dunked on all the time. And now what you're seeing is the other orange man bad Corona bros are getting, they're all Wolkenized now. Because even people that, you know, may have a different political bent than us, but actually like covering football and like the sport, they're like, you know, now that it's back, I I kind of like my job and I'm I kind of like going to games and uh, shut the hell up. You know, I mean, what went on yesterday in sports media, I shouldn't be disappointed. But you know what? Maybe I'm not because there were so many other sports writers around the country that just dunked on these guys consistently all day long. So maybe they're outing themselves. Maybe maybe that's somewhat of a positive. Sure. Sure. Okay. Here's the other thing I was disappointed by yesterday that Aaron mentioned in his montage. I think... Those of you, I want to make sure I say this just right. Um, I think those of you that are upset that Nancy Pelosi violated her own beloved lockdown, I think you ought to be ashamed of yourselves. And you know who I'm talking about? Probably many of you. It is well established that Nancy Pelosi has government privilege. She is a higher being. Sure, there is a bit of irony there for the uninitiated, for the unenlightened, that she showed up at a salon that her own policies closed down without a mask in order to get an indoor haircut that the law says is not allowed. And I can verify as someone who has recently been to California. Yeah, everybody knows you can't go indoors anywhere there without a mask. That notwithstanding, I think Nancy Pelosi should be given the benefit of the doubt because it's well established that the the rules and the laws they make for the rest of us don't apply to people like her. They're better than us. What you may think is your suffering is really your salvation. You should be thankful to be ruled by someone like Nancy Pelosi. You should be thankful that that she has the wisdom and the opportunity to go and get her hair done. A woman of this advanced age who is in the public eye has certain, of course, because of the patriarchy, uh, certain appearance expectations that are exceedingly difficult to meet the older that you get. 
And and we certainly want our leaders, scratch that, we certainly want our rulers to look their best. And all of you plebes, you all ought to be ashamed of yourselves. Government privilege is reserved. Really, it's a unique, although fixed point in the space-time continuum that only those with a cosmic level of favor are granted such a benefit. And it's not for people like us. We are just to be rendered non-essential businesses, pay our taxes, and shut our holes and know our roles. And if that's not good enough for you, try being a pregnant woman in Australia. Gentlemen, your thoughts? Yeah, we're not going to get that point of civic bliss without making sacrifices here in the States. I mean, we're behind the the Australian eight ball here. What do you think the cost of law and order is? I know. Exactly. If you want to get arrested in your own kitchen for just daring to get online in the morning, I mean, you got to put in the work. Yeah. And there's an aspect, you know, I I appreciate everything you said. And uh, there's an aspect to this as well, Steve, that you that you missed. I I don't know about you, but when you have a treat, you know, um, unless you're just, um, you know, having some issues in your life at the at the moment, you you don't want to feel like a slob. You don't want to feel like you're undone when you're eating, say, ice cream or something like that. How in the world? Is Nancy Pelosi supposed to eat her her enormous selection of gourmet art, artisanal ice cream? Imported. Imported. As well, yes. Looking like a hobo. She needed this. She needed this. And we needed her to need yes. this. As her loyal subjects. So thank you, Nancy. We, we needed her to need this. Really, I think you should count it all joy. To suffer for her name. I think the amount of backlash against this, I think the amount of embarrassment against this, um, I don't know. I would just urge you to study Romans 13. Obey your rulers, no matter what, no matter what they do, no matter what they say, and give them all honor, all honor, whether it's owed to them or not. Just simply obey. They have a divine right to rule after all. I don't know. You know, we've really tried to enforce that point here these last few months on this show. And I'm really just disappointed to see so many of you go against what we have been instructed to say. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What what we have been of our own subservient will uh, attempting to pass on to the rest of you i mean do you even election bro are we going to trust the experts or not Steve? exactly i mean do you even election bro we, we cannot have an an elderly woman appearing as such at such a crucial time uh, we all need to put our best foot forward in nancy's case our our best face forward and I think if this year and the blessings of this year, if they've taught us anything, gentlemen, 
the blessings of servitude. The opportunity just to sit home and Netflix and chill with a channel, of course, that is uh, heavily devoted to the Obamas with Obama, therefore, approved content. So therefore, you know that it is safe and for your good. And then to receive an unemployment check, not that many of us had jobs anyway, because we don't have to. We're a welfare state. But for those of you that decided on your own to violate the established order and have a job, you now understand the blessings of consignment, that you get to just sit home and receive a check from the church of state larger than what you were making already in your job, which some of you may say, um, doesn't that incentivize us not to work? Yes. Why work? Why work for something that you may fail at when you have a guaranteed handout waiting for you? And I just am appalled at how many people in this audience want to reject such compassion, Todd. Oh, well, I'm still humbled and privileged by the compassion of now it's day seven of being in Twitter jail for daring to talk about the name David Dorn, a slain black police officer. I am humbled and privileged uh, they, they've at given how you, I have been properly put in my place. And they've given you ample time to reflect Yes, on your, uh, frankly, I don't want to say rednecky, shall we say um, uncivilized attempts to assert your own thoughts which, of course, are uneducated, unenlightened, uninformed. Clearly privileged. Exactly. Uh, into the matter. Uh, and, and now you understand what content is approved and I, what speech is approved. I do. Humbled yeah. through and through to my very bones. And I think a lot of you, frankly, after your reaction to Nancy Pelosi, you could use some humbling as well. You know, going into a real estate market is a challenge at any point in time, but especially, take a drink, in these unprecedented times, it is especially so, especially for those of us in the plebeian class who are not permitted, because we couldn't handle that level of responsibility, of course, to get the kind of counsel and assurance that our betters, uh, like Speaker Pelosi, are uh, that's available for them. So we need all the help we can get. Thankfully, thankfully, someone has come along to offer us just that hope and help. And the name says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com is where you can go to find the kind of real estate agent that really only the Nancy Pelosi's of the world typically uh, are able to see just fall in their lap. But for the rest of us, we need help. And that's where realestateagentsitrust.com comes along. It does all the vetting out there so that you can make sure that you go into the real estate market with somebody who's all in for you with a proven track record of success and it's been vetted. Otherwise, they wouldn't be listed on the website. So if you want to find that agent for buying, selling, or maybe you're doing the double header. I've done that before. Buying on one end, selling on the other. Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's the website you want to go to. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Dot com. Let's get to it. It's our weekly game of buy, sell, or hold. Here's how it works. Aaron, with some help from his friends in the audience, we'll throw at you and I, Todd. We'll throw our way uh, predictions, prophecies, statements. Todd, you and I will decide, are we buying that? Are we selling that? And in these, again, take a drink, uncertain times, 
we have decided we are permitted as many holds as we possibly need in order to survive. Aaron. We will begin right now with media whistleblower who says all future incumbent presidents party conventions will be held at the White House. The conventions or the nomination acceptance speech? Um, so basically, I mean, the Is, conventions were technically at the White House. I they mean, were the, too. That's right. Yeah. They were, that's where they were filmed. Yeah. yeah. Um, sell. Sell because I think that there is still some strategic value in being on site in a key state in the election. Um, I mean, there's a reason the Republicans originally chose North Carolina and there's a reason the Democrats originally chose Wisconsin, right? And so if they, they, if the Trump had the white house before coronavirus, if they thought that that the best opportunity for them to put their best foot forward for a reelect campaign with a captive audience was to just do it all self-contained at the white house. They just would have done that from the very beginning. Right. Uh, I think they kind of came up with this to try to make a chicken salad out of a chicken caca and did a fine job with it, by the way. But I think there's still nothing that beats the in-person networking that goes on at these conventions and the opportunity to directly commercialize yourself in front of a population that's going to be a key swing vote in the next election. So could could I see, um, you know, Barack Obama use the White House for political symbolism? We saw that, for example, after the Windsor decision from the Supreme Court. Now we're seeing Trump do it. Could we see the White House used more as a politicized symbol in the future? Well, the last two presidents have done it, so I could certainly see that. But I, I still think there's strategic value to going on site in front of the audience and the local media that that is going to be a key swing vote in the next election. So I'm going to sell. I'm going to sell too. And this this was brought up within the context of what Trump did by the Democrats. What the the Hatch uh, the Hatch Act Act. Yeah, yeah. There's all kinds so, of people that are experts on the Hatch Act. They've never ran and never read like they are on coronavirus that they've never studied. Yes, um, but it it's. I mean, there's obviously reasons to do it here at that the Democrats, it, I mean, it takes great chutzpah to be, you know, saying lock down everything and cancel everything. But Hey, uh, Mr. President, a reminder of the hatch act, we'd like you to be the one to go out. I mean, it was nonsense. Um, but I, they'll, I had to pause because I don't, I, I agree with Steve, but I, you know, they're going to be looking for excuses, particularly on the left, if they can wield that because they're shameless enough to do it. Um, so I'll, I'll narrowly sell. Next, we'll go to Nathan Kotis, who says, with recent polling trends, Biden appears to have the same odds of winning as calling a non-existent timeout with 11 seconds left and then in the uh, national championship Gee. game. Hashtag five fa- uh, fab five. Weber. What did I do to you? I know. I was just going to say. Are you kidding me? Do I look like a guy? I'm, I'm sorry. I shouldn't. I'm not going to do that again. I'm sorry. Um. No, I'm going to sell. I think his odds are better than that. I think they're dramatically better than that. I think he would lose if the election was today. In fact, I just was playing around last night with my own trends and and in environmental assessments of, of where we're at as an electorate. And I didn't put this out publicly, but I'll mention it here. Uh, I had it 328 to 210 is what I think it would be if the election were held today. Hmm. In favor of? In favor of Trump. Yeah. Um, but... 
there's still a baseline of electoral college votes that are significant on both sides that the other side can't win no matter what. And we are still dealing with a mercurial, is that a good word? A mercurial character in Donald Trump. And I think that um, the key to the election for him the rest of the way is staying on message as much as absolutely possible. Notice how incendiary his language... Let me give you an example of what I mean. Not by our standards, but by the standards of a lot, a lot, a lot of the political left and the media, but I'm sorry for the redundancy. Trump is using really incendiary language to go after Black Lives Matter, Antifa, right? Mm-hmm. That's incendiary language. I mean, folks, we're watching tenured college professors get fired from their jobs and media people get canned and, you know, people post this stuff on your Facebook private page. You get fired from your job for doing this, right? And he's using a lot of this kind of incendiary language. Notice there was almost no blowback against that yesterday because it's all he's on message. And as he can be as nasty, he can be as incendiary as he wants to be if he is on message on an issue that that is supportive of his base. Okay, I get worried, though, you know, he was tweeting about the Chris Cuomo thing today. Okay, see that that's the stuff you have to worry about. And it wasn't really anything bad, but you still have a a rather mercurial person with instant access to rapid fire Twitter who at any moment can fire off the 2020 version of that one Mexican judge. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And when he does, see, this is the whoever's dumbest last loses election. You were just four years too late. Okay. What happened the last election is Hillary Clinton never went to Wisconsin. Trump outworked her dramatically the final two weeks of the election after he looked dead in the water after the debates. He outworked her. And then I think we all just want to forget this, but we can't. The likelihood Donald Trump wins those states by 78,000 combined votes. If Jim Comey never sends that letter to Congress saying he's reopening the Hillary Clinton email investigation is remote, guys. Hillary's probably president today if that letter never gets sent. Because it was just like one last reminder. Her, her, her numbers internally, externally imploded in the, coming, in the days after that. And they were just beginning to recover the weekend before the election. I, I, don't, I think if he never sends that letter, Trump is not president today. But it was almost like one last reminder Guys, Hillary Clinton sucks. <laughs> I mean, it's just like one last reminder. This, this, this is the whoever's dumbest last loses election. Biden and the Democrats had an opportunity with the perception of the lead that they had going in. How real that was, and we had that conversation, remember, before the convention, how much of this is a bubble given that most of his support, a dramatic amount of it is actually not for him, but against the other guy, right? Mm-hmm. But they had the opportunity... With their base locked down, pardon the pun, Max Lit. If ever a party had an opportunity to pivot to a middle and had all the political clearance to do so, the Democrats in 2020 had it. They had it. And they, they could have done it a little sanity, a little normalcy, something. 
with a week of a captive audience and they offered you none of it. That was dumb. As it was dumb making Kamala Harris your running mate. That was dumb. Then your convention was dumb. And then coming out of your convention with lockdowns for evs, y'all. Dumb plus dumb plus dumb. So we had three straight dumbs. And then the Republicans smartly did not put Mitch McConnell on in prime time or any of those people. And it was Americana the entire time. And they just stepped right into that void and said, so basically, you guys, this is the middle. You're going to give us, this is the left of the middle on my end. So you're going to give us everything from here to the end of the right. And Trump was said, we'll take it. Thanks. But you have to understand that there still is not really high regard for Donald Trump as an individual president from a majority of the American people. So there's still 60 days to do some dumb poop, like some dumb stuff, okay? And um, I, I, I still think the odds for, of that happening are much higher than what you're giving there. So I'm going to sell. Yeah, I have to sell as well. Just look at, I would have never guessed the American people would have been so subservient in terms of masks at this point, considering what we know, yet they are. So if you, if they can play the right hand, panic the enough people at the right moment and herd them, you, you got to count on that in this environment. Have you learned nothing since uh, February hit? Up next, John Hensley says, if Ted Wheeler, Lori Lightfoot, and Bill de Blasio were all running for re-election in November, they would all win. Bye. Which is why I don't know why anybody sane lives in any of those places. I, I don't know why you live there. I really don't. To know that there's, there is nothing, there's nothing the progressive elite, the leftist elites in charge of the place could do to lose. Nothing. Nothing. And if they lose, it's just going to be to, to somebody who's a more polished, less clumsy version of them. So they're actually better at it. You know what I'm saying? Like if Bill de Blasio loses, it's because he's going to lose to somebody who understands how to, how to impose all of his policies without being a douche. Okay? You know, like, well, I was going to say Bloomberg. No, he was a big time douche. But it's going to be somebody like that. Somebody who's actually better at the stuff they're worst at. That's who they lose to. Why anybody lives in those places... I don't understand. I really don't. You know, I, 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 I'd say the same to you that the great prophet Sam Kinison once said to the starving people in Africa. Move where the freedom is. Move. Why, he used to say, why sit there and starve? Move where the food is, right? Why sit there and suffer? Move. Go to someplace else. South Dakota's they're 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 hiring right now. Move there. I mean, why just sit there and put up with this? I don't understand that. I don't know why anybody, unless you view yourself as some kind of Christian or constitutional missionary, why anybody who believes in freedom lives in Portland or New York City or maybe the entire state of Oregon for that matter. Up next, we have Chia Jesus, flaxseeds good, vaccines bad says <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just rub some essential oils on it while you're at it? All Paul right. Giamatti's line from Cinderella Man, quote, they take this long to make a decision. 
they're going to decide to screw someone, end quote, will be validated this winter. Either way, it ultimately ends up Joe Biden doesn't win on election night. I would still sell that for the reasons I sold this before. We're 60 days away. Guys, guys, it's cash money right now, man. He's on a roll right now. But you have to understand, Donald Trump is, as your cleanup hitter, this isn't, this isn't Don Mattingly, who in his prime could finish in the top five in home runs, batting average, and RBIs. This is more Cecil Fielder, Okay. First guy to hit 50 home runs since George Foster almost 20 years ago. And he's going to strike out 200 times. <laughs> okay? Um, he's going to hit probably about 250, 260. He's swinging for the fences every time he goes up there. All right? I know sometimes the guy's just on third. Hey, we just need a sack fly here. No, we don't. All right? You, I, I, you have to understand that's who your guy is. And so there's a high variance there. He is just as likely to strike out on three straight pitches with none of them in the strike zone as he is to take the very first pitch and put it in the upper deck. Okay? So right now, he is on a hot streak. Right now. He's not going to sustain this for 60 more days. No human being could. There's going to be some strikeouts there. The question is, are they at a point in the game, though, when you can't come back from that, right? Not all all strikeouts are equal. You know, if you're striking out 200 times and a lot of them in their second, third, or fourth inning, not that it doesn't hurt a team as much as when they're in the eighth and the ninth inning. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like if he tweets one the 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 2020 equivalent of one Mexican judge next week or the week after, it'll blow up for a day, two, and move on. Tweets that stuff on Halloween, bro. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so when you're dealing with a character like that, I just think 60 day forecasts. I'm I'd be really hesitant to go beyond a three day forecast. With, with with a weather front like that, but that's just me. I, I think people might be confusing. It, that may be the best bet, the the most likely bet, but n- still not a very likely bet that you go all in on. Uh, I, I can't remember. There's a name for that in your betting circles. You guys, you'll remind me. But uh, I, I'm, I'm very much Han Solo about this in The Force Awakens. That is not how I thought this day was going to go. There's, yes. There's way too much of that going on for me to say. Like, I still, I'm with you in the vibe. Like, I can see Donald Trump the best of all possible bets right now that he does win and even more convincingly last time, but it's still not a very good bet. There's, there's too Agreed. many other options. Agreed. Three weeks ago, if I would have said, guys, the Democrats are going to make a horrible VP choice, have a horrible convention, and right. then the Republicans are going to like nail it. Like do everything I, in a I convention said, you've ever wanted them to say, and then the American people are just instinctively all going to rise up basically and say, enough of these riots, we've had enough. You guys would have said, man, I'd love to live in your world, yeah, Dace. I know. Those things happen. I know. <laughs> okay? So who knows what happens the next three weeks, right? Exactly. All right. We'll come back. Hour two is next. with hour two 
live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace with Totters and Aaron McIntyre and all of you. Let us know what you think about what we think. Steve at SteveDace.com is how you can email the program. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Over on Parlor at Steve Dace. Check out our new YouTube page youtube.com slash Steve Dace. And don't forget, if you're a podcast listener, we love you as well. Just to hit that subscribe button for us if you haven't done it yet, no matter where you podcast from. Keep those five-star reviews coming. Those help the show to grow. Thanks to all of you that have uh, left us a five-star review already. They've been a super boost to our egos. And do I look like somebody needs a boost to my ego? Yes, Chris Cuomo. I do. Part two of Buy, Seller, Hold brought to you by Scoremaster. Did you know the average American has 97 points that they can add to their credit score and yet has no idea how to get them? Well, Scoremaster wants to do something about that. It is the new credit science that super boosts your credit score. How does it do so? By putting you in charge of your score. They lay it all out for you. Here's what's holding you back. Here's what you need to do and how long it will take for you to do that in order to get to where you want to go. And that's not just going to raise your score a few points. Scoremaster's average user raises their credit score 61 points in 20 days or less. It's amazing what transparency does, right? Same thing if you're a business owner. A good credit score for your business can also help in acquiring the financing, the capital that you're looking for to grow your business. So you can enroll in minutes and see how many plus points ScoreMaster can add to your credit score when you visit scoremaster.com slash Steve. That's scoremaster.com slash Steve. Let's get back to buy, sell, or hold. Aaron. We'll go next to Jacob Hibbard, who says opting out for your junior year will become a common occurrence going forward for elite sophomores in college football. I think, are we defining common as there'll be a few of these every year, several of them? Yep. Uh, Do I think there'll be 30? No. Do I think there could be five or six? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's because there's a, this is not the NCAA's rule. The NFL has a rule in its collective bargaining agreement. Just like a lot of jobs have a rule. You have to have a certain amount of experience, a certain education level to get hired, right? Well, this was collectively bargained within the NFL's hiring structure that you have to be three years out of college in order to play. So there's nothing... Out of high school. I'm sorry, out of... Yes, out of high school. Thank you. There's nothing college football can do to stop that. So that's strictly a matter of whether the NFL Players Association and the, the league wants to alter that. And I would guess the Players Association does not because the average career of an NFL player is right around four years. All right? And there, the, there's a very limited window for these guys to make a life-changing amount of money without having Trevor Lawrence come into the league two years early or Justin Fields come into the league two years early or Leonard Fournette, who just got cut, coming into the league two years early. That kind of a player, right? And so I don't think you're going to see the NFL get rid of that rule anytime soon. Therefore, could I foresee a college player... If he thinks his team doesn't have a chance to to win a, a championship on a conference or national level, then, I mean, well, heck, we saw, uh, was it Nick or Joey Bosa? I can't remember which one. Do that for on Ohio State? Just didn't come back from his injury when he could have probably done so because he was going to be a high pick. So, yeah, I, I do think we're going to see this in the future. And it won't be because of COVID. It'll be because I don't want to risk... Um, I don't want to risk that asset. Unless the NFL punishes players for doing that, then there's an ins- there's no incentive not to unless they just love playing college football 
with well, their why teammates. Why would anybody do that? Yeah, this is such a cosmically bad idea that that's the reason I'll buy. It's such a, I, I, it shows such a lack of character on every side of the ledger. Uh, I'm I'm all about playing football at the highest level, so therefore I'm not going to play football. I'm so sick of. I'm not going to play football at the highest level that I can play it right it's now. It's just dumb. Yes, it it's no just sense. dumb. Yeah, so it's going to happen. Up next, we have Garbo, who says the Big Ten will come back before Fauci's voice does. If Allah loves us, hasn't he already done one interview? I think I saw. I don't know if I thought it was he written talked or... to NPR or somebody. Oh, but uh, crud. No, not in 2020. Frankly, don't who who sent that Garbo. Garbo, don't get greedy, man. <laughs> it's 2020, bro. All right. Thank your lucky flipping stars that you've gotten three Fauci free weeks. Has it been this three year. weeks already? Yes, it has. Oh man! All right, and not, not that somebody's counting. All right, thank the maker you've gotten that. Let alone October 10th, October 24th, Thanksgiving, January 2nd. Whenever it is the Big Ten returns to playing college football, just count yourself hashtag blessed that you have received these three Fauci-less weeks and take it and run with it. It's 2020, bro. I agree. We will go next to Luke, who says the NHL has the best team names of the major professional leagues. So like Oilers, Flames, Seattle Red Kraken Wings. Alone. I love the Kraken. That yeah. that is so cool. Blackhawks, Maple Leafs, Sharks, um, Canucks, Canadians, Bruins. Oh. Just to give a few to kind of now how's still sell though. It's not that obvious. Lightning. How does it stack up against uh, Major League Baseball? Dodgers, Yankees, Cardinals, Red Sox, Brewers. White Sox, Brewers, Tigers. I know. I kind of think it's better than those. It, what about the NFL? All right. So you've got Lions, Bears, Packers, Vikings, 49ers. Yeah. Patriots. NHL is more imaginative. Yeah. But the NBA. Nuggets. You got uh, Voter Die, uh, yeah. Blake, George Floyd. I- I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. Don. <laughs> Do I look like a guy? I gotta stop doing that. I gotta stop it. I like I like Red Sox, White Sox. That's good stuff. It's That's not- the overtime today, by the way. It's just gonna be me looking in the camera. All of us, actually, all three of us, doing our best. Do I look like a guy that has to do something like that for chicks? And we're just gonna let the audience decide who most looks like they have to be that guy, right? Anyway, go ahead. I'm Ty. selling. I'm selling. I'm selling. gonna buy. I'm buy. I like it. You yeah. like it? Yeah. Uh, Goodfellow49 says betting lines are more predictive of the outcome of presidential elections than polls. Uh, I would agree. Right now, the letter, at least the last time I checked, it was a pick em. Yeah, I, I would agree with that because the betting line people just want, you know what their motivation is. Yeah. I, I really would just like to cash a winning ticket. That's all I'm doing, trying to cash a winning ticket. We don't know what the motivations of a lot of these pollsters are right now, and and we don't know how fixed the the polls are in this election cycle and we came into it being suspected they're suspecting they might be and we won't really know until election day when the when the final ultimate poll is taken right the one that only one that really matters what i can tell you is we've seen several polls post convention that just is someone again who has done this for a living and studied it for a living just if 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 i worked on a campaign and our candidate said let's bring in our pollster and he brought me results that showed the Republican was going to win a Reagan-era level of Hispanics. 
a you know a a pre civil rights act percentage of blacks and win by 15 points whites and told us his top line was you're still going to lose by two when the pollster walked out of the room if the candidate looked at me as the strategist and said what do you think of that pollster i just said why wasn't he fired 10 minutes ago uh, that, that 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 can't happen guys it can't happen any more than pi can't be 3.14 right it can't happen any more than the speed of light is like 93 million what is it you know per minute or whatever it, it can't happen it just that's a fixed law that cannot occur unless the pollster is telling you i just assume they're just going to keep mailing in more ballots in california until they can say that joe biden won the popular vote so they can go after the spend the next four years coming to iowa in the 2024 democrat caucuses with the number one campaign issue get rid of the electoral college so that iowans will now not have a voice in the presidential vote right Mm -hmm. that's the only way that math would work so i would much look at betting markets where guys just want to make coin that's all they care about i love how implied in this is in order for washington dc to clean up its act it needs a little bit more vegas in it you know <laughs> that's why wow. that wrong. is where we are yeah. because at least everybody's everybody's a consenting adult yeah. and all of our motivations are out in the open and totally transparent i'm here to take money from you you're here to take money from me let's do this yeah that's it that's all we're here for that's it there's a certain dare i say virtue to that now maybe it's more of an honor among thieves maybe it's prison house virtue but it's a hell of a lot more virtue than we have in the general population right now is it not i know yeah up next we'll go to aaron's secret best friends and without getting glib uh this one is there will be a political assassinate assassination in the next four years in america oh man come on i'm gonna hold i i'm not i don't even want to contemplate that yeah i'll hold as well i don't i don't even want to contemplate that i really don't if things continue upon their current trajectory then yes i will say that my, my crazy voices in my head ponder this semi-frequently only because it w- there's nothing new under the sun it's not imagining some bizarre well, we just had one looked, in 2017 yeah. yes exactly a bernie sanders supporter went right. there loaded locked and loaded to the guilds and unloaded on a group of on a gaggle of gop congressmen we just had this and the kind of person that's their legion the the the, the, the australian arrest of moms in their house i mean they they hate you imagine you're one of the male cops and the only way you can make a living in Australia is I had to get up this morning and go arrest a pregnant woman for what she put on a Facebook page. Dude, seriously, you're a pathetic yeah. excuse oh, for yeah. a man. Yeah. Seriously. And you probably need your ass beat. Oh, yeah. Just straight up. Straight up, you probably just need your ass whooped. Seriously. I mean, if, if that's what you need to do to make a living, try granny porn. I don't know. It's, it's it's certainly more virtuous than your current pursuit. But that's what's behind this question that's so troubling about what people, the links people can go. I The thoughts I've had about being a cop in my life, I never went very far down that road. I couldn't even pull people over for going 10 miles per hour. I just like, I, I can't make a living of that. That's That would drive me bonkers. Yeah, you're a criminal because you went 45 and a 35. And the, Yet they're going, look at what we've seen. Look at the Barney Fife-isms we saw uh, in the Karening uh, in uh, arresting moms on playgrounds. Yikes out there. Yikes. 
Up next, Satan is a progressive says the Supreme <laughs> Court will uphold a mask mandate in the next two years. Oh, I'm going to sell it because I don't while I don't know how soon the mask will go away. I think they will be gone in two years. I think you'll see the Supreme Court probably do that long before that, actually. So I'm going to sell because I think you're likely to see it in the next two months. Okay, than you are in the next two years. I will sell. Next, Corey Tacker says uh, T'Challa will will not be recast. Instead, we'll get Falcon movies with Anthony Mackie and Iron Man movies with Don Cheadle. Um, I don't think you'll get Iron Man movies with Don Cheadle as um, a War Machine. Uh, I do think you'll get, um, well, you're at least going to get the Disney Plus series with Anthony Mackie as Captain America. And that is right out of the comics. This isn't just, you know, some PC correct, you know, politically correct crusade. That is a storyline in the comic books. Um, I think what you're likely going to see with T'Challa is I agree also that it won't be recast. I think what they may try to do is um, see if... I'm trying to remember the young woman's name, who's a really devoted Christian, by the way, who plays Suri, the sister. Isn't that the sister's name? Can't remember. Who's kind of the tech gizmo, you know, genius. I could foresee a scenario where they try to insert her as the next Black Panther instead and and see if she's capable of making that character hold a movie on her own. I could see that. So I agree T'Challa won't be recast. Um Obviously, you're going to get, I don't think you're going to get Falcon movies. Do I think you're going to get Falcon in Marvel movies as Captain America? Yeah. Why do you think he's not going to be recast? Uh, they were going to make a, it was supposed to come out in 2022, right? Yeah. The next one? Well, cause they, because all this is getting pushed back, obviously, yeah, because yeah, of but, what's happened with COVID. I think it's because of um, how integral he's he was as a persona with the character itself like i i don't i don't know that i think that could be a really a real sensitive issue putting someone else in there i'm not sure who else would want to step in there and do that okay at the same time and i think it's an opportunity to see if um putting a black woman in there who's a much beloved character and frankly stole a lot of the scenes in the in the black panther movie if we're all being honest with each other seeing if maybe this is an opportunity to take an inclusive character to another level by doing it that way. I'm going to sell. I think it will be recast. It's just, it's, it's so raw right now. And like, as nobody, this guy, the dignity he showed, not telling many people, nobody knew he was dying. It, 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 this is just a punch in the gut. People are feeling this like they felt Kobe Bryant a year from now. I think it's going to be more about we, this, he, the life he brought to Black Panther, we got to honor that and we got to keep it on. We I think one way you honor that is that you retire it and pass the mantle on to the sister is what I think they will do. But I could see them doing what you're suggesting too. Next, we have conservative lady who says Trump will win electoral and popular votes and the left will quote unquote find thousands of mail ballots to put Biden over the top. We'll be talking about this a little bit later on, but buy, sell, or hold. Um, I could see that scenario occurring, so I'll buy. Sure, yeah, I I buy it, as, and we'll get into more of this in the overtime as a possibility. Yeah, but yeah, I I think that's a plausible scenario. Yep. Millennial Falcon says pumpkin spice hydroxychloroquine. <laughs> yes, 
That would be one way maybe now that the FDA would say it's not dangerous, even though they've, if the damn drug is so dangerous, why do they still have it approved for human consumption? Exactly. Yeah. That has a lot to do with the mail-in ballots thing too. Um, yeah. But I'm selling, I'm, I, I don't think I'd take the hydroxy if it was pumpkin spiced. I think I'd have to pass. Uh, not for size says if the Big Ten begins football season in September or October 2020, Trump should be added to Mount Rushmore. Guys, <laughs> guys. <sighs> There's a very crude line from Pulp Fiction I won't repeat here that Harvey Keitel, the fixer, says. Right? When Travolta and Samuel Jackson are like giddy, thinking that uh, the whole thing is suddenly hunky door you know what line i'm talking about right i think so and he looks at him and says let's not start yet and there's a few words in between there that i won't repeat here okay in a family setting okay guys this is maybe where some of y'all are going to struggle having me with you okay i want him to win i'm hoping he wins provided it doesn't force me or compel me to be dishonest with people i'm trying to help him win i'm open and honest about that right okay but let's not start bleeping bleeping yet okay let's save the slappy okay i I think you got to do a little more to get on mount rushmore I'm, i'm i'm gonna posit the theory maybe that you have to do a little bit more to get on Mount Rushmore than save Big Ten football's 2020 fall season. That maybe, maybe slightly higher standard. He's just trying to scratch where you're itching, you know? A slightly Donald, higher threshold, perhaps. Does Donald Trump look like the kind of guy <laughs> who could be on Mount Rushmore? <laughs> Come Here's, on, man. So I take that. That's a sell. That's that's. I, I, I hope it's a troll. You think he's he's got to be trolling, right? Oh, of course. Has to. Um, you know yeah. what? For your benefit, we're going to receive that as a troll and say, "Well played." Thank you. Sell. First in war, first in peace says, if you have eleven point four thousand YouTube subscribers, your YouTube channel is not quote unquote new anymore. It's growing. <laughs> that seems like. A re- really specific, specific number. pointed blast. Who, who is that directed at? Jacob Arthur, or that's directed at us. Oh, yeah. I don't have a clue how many. I'm not, I think I've visited my YouTube page twice ever. Right. So is that how many subscribers we have right now? Yeah, and and growing. All right, so we're the fastest growing then, right? We are the fastest growing channel on YouTube. <laughs> that's a troll. Yeah, yeah, that's a troll. I like it though, so I'll buy. I like that one. Sure. Yeah. Jim Stalker says the FBI investigation into the Antifa and Black Lives Matter organization funding will meet interference from both the Democrats and the media, and any damaging evidence that is discovered will be buried at least until after the election. I'm going to sell because that's that's under the purview of the Department of Justice. So if it's buried, it's because... Chris Ray and and Attorney General Barr didn't stand up in front of a camera at a press conference and say, here's what we found. You know what I'm saying? Right. The, the media cannot actively bury this. Like, the media can actively bury a story, but they can't actively bury a Department of Justice or Federal Bureau of Investigation 
investigation. Um, they can't do that unless those entities decide not to disclose or reveal what it is that they have found. So I'm going to sell. Agreed. Uh, next, Steve W. says you'll vote for Trump. I've already said I'm going to vote for Trump. Uh, Barring something unforeseen, which I always feel like with Donald Trump, I have to throw a disclaimer in there. Because if we if we know anything about this era, the unforeseen sometimes just around the corner. But yeah, right now I'd vote for him a couple times. Yeah, I'm selling as a definitive because I still reserve the right. And whenever Steve says we're putting all our cards on the table whether that's the day before the week before i'll do that and then i'll hold it but i'll hold my um my decision but right now i still reserve the right i mean i'm like I, what did i say i think i'm 75 80 percent there i think that's probably 90 percent now but i'm just like i said i i thought that's not how i thought this day was gonna go he's still he's hold like braveheart hold just hang in there now let's get this done I, I kind of feel like, guys, we, Randy Johnson is on the mound, and we just, he got off to a shaky start in the first and second inning, right? And then we just saw him strike out the side in the third, fourth, and fifth innings, and we're like, game's over. There's still a few more innings to play. And, and the score, I, I think we're ahead, but I think it's like three to one. Not 11 to 1. Know what I'm saying? And all we need is Randy Johnson just to walk, is a bloop and a blast. Walk a guy. And then one slider doesn't break, but it's 91 miles an hour and it connects with a guy's bat. And the next thing you know, it's in the third row and and we're like, oh, bleep. Okay. Again, to quote Harvey Keitel from Pulp Fiction, but not really. Let's not start bleeping yet, okay? Just oh. relax. All that time we spent. Steve, I, I think Pete Buttigieg, he's, he's going to be a factor. Todd, he's not going to be a factor. Well, I we spent months playing that game. <laughs> that nothing, It's all irrelevant. It's been irrelevant for a long time. It seems like a different lifetime. Can't you? Can you not envision it being November 1st and us talking about, Steve, remember that conversation we had back in uh, September 2nd? And doesn't that seem like a lifetime ago? Yes. Frankly, you're just deceiving yourself then. I'll just, and that's, now I am being, this is not sarcasm like the opening segment of the show was. If you don't think there's a chance that you could wake up on Sunday, November 1st, getting ready for church or whatever you do on a Sunday morning, and find out that the world has gone to hell because of something dumb Donald Trump has tweeted two days before the election, man. Then you're just deceiving yourself about who Donald Trump is and and what this era is, okay? I would urge you not to do that, (laughs) all right? Hey, if the the election were today, man, we're firing up the sweet Georgia Brown, uh, the, the hail to the victors, we got the fat lady over here in the corner, Bellowing. If the election were today, I think we'd all be in real good shape. Todd, correct me if I'm wrong, but the election is not today, correct? Oh, and between the time it is and now, a lot of people can be grabbed by the blankety blank, if you'll get my <laughs> Yes. Guess. 60 days ago, we were like, why won't he do something about these riots? 60 days ago, we were like, why is, why is Anthony Fauci outside in a mask in the July heat standing behind the president? 
60 days ago, we were like, why is Debbie Burks on Fox News talking about bedazzling your face shield, right? Yes. Were we not all talking about these things 60 days ago, right? 60 days ago, we were like, why are they just letting Joe Biden hang out in the basement and not show off his dementia? How Were we not having these conversations 60 days ago? Yeah. Why did I say 60 days ago? Well, how many days is it until the election? 60 some days. Okay. Come on, man. <laughs> All right. Come on. Uh, so that's a, that's a, that's a buy for now. That, well, no, I'm hold, I'm holding. Oh, on you're this holding. One. Yeah, I'm. I'm, holding I'm buying. I'm. I'm yeah. voting for. I'm buying. I'm, barring I'm, something I'm unforeseen. I am. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, one more quick one before list. Mike Snyder says Fauci and Burks get fired before the election. Uh, sell. But if I were them, it, win or lose, if I were them, I would make sure I had resumes updated as of November fourth. I will sell. Right now, there's clearly a, a multi-pronged attempt to dismiss. Yes, they're being stapler guide right now. They're getting pushed down the hall. Dr. Atlas, they're trying to kneecap him as well. If they get involved on that aggressively, then I could see it. Then I could see it. But I don't see that happening. I I think Trump is keeping a list and he's checking it twice. Okay. And I think you're going to you're going to probably see some scores get settled here after the election would be my guess. Rolling to uh, Rolling Stone. Top 10 oh, no. football movies oh, of all no. time. Oh, no. Oh, no. Number 10. You didn't. Number 10, Waterboy. <laughs> That's only number 10? Yep. Sell. It's higher than that. Really? It is absolutely higher uh, than I've that. I've never seen Waterboy. Yes. You haven't? No, I've never seen it. Might Waterboy. be my son Noah's all-time favorite movie that doesn't have a superhero or a Star Wars character in it. I'll, I'll sell. It, it's, in, it's, it's higher than that. I'll sell. It's higher. Bobby Boucher is higher than that. I'll sell. You bet. It's a great movie. You got to step on the gas for Aaron to get this list in. I want to see where this goes. Number nine, necessary roughness. Oh, that's a classic yeah. too, man. Kathy Ireland's yeah. the kicker. Sinbad. The yeah. dude doesn't wear the helmet, but does the karate moves. Oh, yeah. And Bye. Scott Bakula. Bye. I'll buy that it belongs in the top 10, but but it certainly doesn't go ahead of, of the water boy. Number eight, we are Marshall. There's seven movies better than that. All right. I guess I'll buy for now. Sure. I'll buy. Okay. Number seven, undefeated. What's undefeated? It's a documentary about uh, the trials of a high school team in Memphis, Tennessee. Okay. Produced by P. Diddy. Sell. 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 Never heard of it. Yeah, sell. Hard Uh, sell. Number six, Any Given Sunday. No way it's better than We Are Marshall. No way it's better than The Water Boy. Get out of here with that, man. Get out. Come on, man. I love how that's your standard. Sell. Number five, Remember the Titans. There's There's four better than that. Okay, I'll buy. We'll see. That's the new. That's a new benchmark now. Sure, got to be better than Remember the Titans. Good luck with that. All right. Number four, the longest yard. Not better than Remember the Titans. I'm fine with it being on the top ten. The original, of course, with Burt Reynolds. We're talking about. I'm fine with it being in the top ten, but not better than Remember the Titans. So sell. I'll buy. Number three, Brian's song. That's oh, a tough call. That's not really. I'm okay if you want to put it ahead of Remember the Titans. I'm okay with it. The Dude Code is okay. It's one of the few movies that's acceptable for a guy to cry, right? Okay, so I'll buy. Okay, I'll buy. Number two, Friday Night Lights. <sighs> no. Sell. It's not ahead of... Yeah, that's not... No, it's not... So number one is Rudy, right? No. Rudy's not well, on just the list. Wait. Okay. It, it's, it's no way it's ahead of Remember the Titans, so sell. Yeah, sell. Number one, Draft Day. Just no, kidding, it's Rudy. Okay. 
By the way, I liked Draft, draft Day. Draft Day was good. Yeah, Draft Day is okay. an underrated flick, yeah. but Rudy's Rudy's a solid choice for number one. Yes, it, I'd be fine with Rudy or Remember the Titans. I'm kind of surprised. A couple of movies I'm surprised did not make this list. Dennis Quaid's Everybody's All American about, um, uh, which is a takeoff on LSU's first Heisman Trophy winner um, from the late '50s. I think it was John Goodman's in that movie. That's a really good movie. And then what's the uh, Newt Rockney All American? I'm surprised isn't on the list. Where, but then Ronald Reagan was in the film, so the Rolling, the Rolling Stone magazine can't put that on the list. But I mean that that was considered for in, probably until Brian's song the quintessential football movie Hollywood ever produced was Newt Rockney All-American. There's so that's movie, got to be on the list somewhere. A movie miss uh, the best of times. How is the best? That's of another times? one with, uh, with Kurt um, and Robin Williams. Yeah, that's oh. a great, the scene where they're having the dinner with their wives and they, they pretend they can give up football, but they keeps trying to sneak into the living room to see what's going on with the Monday night football yeah. game. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's one of the most underrated movies of the eighties. Aaron, you and Bella have got to watch Love that. Love that movie. Which one? The, the best, best of times. Best of, the best of times. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a really good movie. Yeah. That's a good call out of you, Erzin. Look at you. We're, with, we're uh, from the some, same era. Yeah. You don't look like a guy that has to do that to get chicks after that after that poll. I appreciate it. We'll come back. Our weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz. He'll join us next. You know what's cool with your pet is when you give them a treat that uh, makes their tails wag and gets them all excited and then yank it away. No, I'm just kidding. Do you look like a guy? Do I look like a guy that would have to do that to my pet? We're just not going to let that go all day long. I just <laughs> tweeted that out, actually. One of the guys here was talking about doing a Men of Blaze TV calendar and I'm like, I'm just going to have Chris Cuomo in a robe stand in for me. <laughs> Anyway, I, it's cool when you give your dog a treat, but how about one that's actually good for him at the exact same time? That's where Rough Greens comes in because it apparently tastes great because our dog, Cap, inhales this stuff. But what is that stuff? Well, it's full of all the vitamins, minerals, nutrients, antioxidants, omega oils, prebiotics, <laughs> probiotics that's missing from a lot of your pet's foods these days. Because it's been stripped sterile for mass production. Same thing we do with our food. That's why we take supplements these days. And that's what Rough Greens is. It's a supplement for your dog. You just sprinkle it on the food they already like. And I think, according to Cap, they're going to like it even more. If you want to see if it helps your dog to feel better than ever before in about two weeks or less, take the 14-day Jumpstart Challenge today for just $14.95. That's all it will cost to get your dog started on Rough Greens Vitasmart. $14.95. That's it. When you go to Rough Greens dot com slash blaze that's r-u-f-f for roughgreens.com slash blaze let's bring in our weekly prophet of woe and lamentation daniel horowitz here good to see you brother how are you great to be back steve so daniel your assessment of where the race stands post conventions from an environment standpoint it seems as if there has been a massive sea change over the last few weeks and i think one of the big things that has caused it is those that are, I guess we would call them instinctively Americans. Like they can't really quantify their view on the constitution and things of that nature, but instinctively they want a country they're proud of. Okay. Instinctively, it, it seems after what happened in Kenosha that they have just about had enough of riot culture. 
And I think that's been one of the big pendulum swings, as well as a swing and a miss on his running mate, a swing and a miss at his convention. It does seem the environment here has dramatically shifted the last few weeks. What do you think? So, Steve, I I do want to caution that I don't know how much that has shown up in the data. We still need another couple of days. The perception on the ground from all of those sort of undefined factors, intangibles that you're talking about, the energy, the viewership of the RNC and Trump speech versus Biden speech certainly indicates that the polling hasn't moved in that direction yet, um, at least as much as I can see. But we'll see that. I think what you're referring to is something very simple. Kenosha is a very interesting place. This is a county that really embodies the Trump effect from 20, you know, 2012 to 2016 and is really kind of that 50-yard line marker in American politics, the very place that you want to uh, isolate and identify if you want to get your finger on that pulse of where the electorate is. Romney lost that county by maybe 11. It, it's you know traditionally one of these union area Midwest counties. Trump turned it over. He won it by a hair, but the point is that was like an 11, 12 point swing from just four years prior. So that's the setting for which this took place. You know, typically people associate rioting and burning and looting with places like Chicago and LA, even Minneapolis, New York, but Kenosha, I mean, how many Americans heard of a city like that? It's it's a relatively small city. And for a city like that to be burned down Um, I do think that that had its effect more over and beyond Minneapolis, also just because of the impetus for it was prima facie up front a lie. I mean, it turns out the Floyd thing was pretty much a lie, too, but that wasn't apparent to people. And this certainly is. Um, I've said it before, Steve, Uh, we're debating which issue is going to is going to come to the forefront in this election, whether it's going to be the schools reopening, the economy And I think this administration has really blown it on on that issue. And I think it's largely hard to salvage that issue. The economy is not really going to come back in any meaningful way in time. Um, The disruptions are continuing. I think at a federal level, Trump is headed in a better direction, thanks to Dr. Atlas. But you got, you know, Debbie Burks out there more unhinged than ever before speaking on behalf of this administration. So that's going to be a tough uh, ship, a Titanic to turn around where the opportunity really exists is law and order. It's the it's the anarchy. It's the rioting. It's the violence. It's the self-defense. And this is something that Trump could grab and harness independently, independent of lack of information on data or academics this is what he was made to do this is a strike up the middle of the plate for him you know having an election based on coronavirus data is never something that he envisioned or he's necessarily cut out to do but this is his his bread and butter this is everything and this man could demonstrate how he will act in a second term by acting to put down the insurrection now in his first term. And I think if he does that, if he takes a series of moves that will harness an Elijah Mount Carmel debate, that will create battle lines drawn that are so distinctive, that are unmistakable to those Kenosha type of voters, 
not the Jared Kushner uh, pink unicorn voters that he thinks they're going to get, but the voters that propelled him into office and roughly within that demographic that he's going to need to hold, perhaps even get a little bit more to offset some of the Democrat gains and some of their demographics. That is the key to the election. That is why you are likely seeing some bit of turning. This is why this man needs to stop talking about criminal justice reform, for goodness sakes, and start talking about victims' rights, self-defense, and locking up the bad guys. I don't, haven't done as much, I don't know about you, uh, you and I haven't talked about this actually, but I have not done nearly the kind of deep dive on election data that I would typically do in an election year, just because I've been doing a deep dive on COVID-19 data. But I did do one on the Emerson poll that came out a couple days ago because it was the first post fully post-convention poll. In what universe, other than where in California, they're just going to keep mailing in ballots until Joe Biden can win the popular vote so they can run on, banish the Electoral College for four years. But in what universe does Donald Trump get the second, Ronald Reagan, for the second highest percentage of Hispanic voters by a Republican presidential candidate, get the most highest percentage of black voters that any Republican has received since 1960, and win whites by 15 and still lose by two points. How does that math work? Because that's what Emerson came up with, and I don't understand, unless they're just assuming that these these you know deep blue states are just going to mail in enough ballots that it takes to have that talking point that he lost the popular vote for four years. How do you do that? You, you don't. I mean, dude, if you, if you're winning twenty percent of the black vote, and then some of them had him in well into the thirties, high thirties with the Hispanic. Thirty seven is what um, Emerson had. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're not losing that election. Um, that that's that's pretty clear. Um. But look, Steve, a WSB poll just came out and has Trump leading Biden by nine points in Georgia. So, you know, again, Trump, to my knowledge, uh, won Georgia by about 5.1 in 2016. Georgia has become a much closer state in recent years, keep in mind. So if he's up by nine in Georgia – He's not losing nationally. Um, So, again, I mean, I think this is what's important, and I think it could be the lead ships in the armada that are demonstrating a turning of that tide, and it could be the national polling will uh, align with some of the state polling or some of these demographic data points you're pointing out. I do think the 20% black vote is high. Um, yeah, I agree with that. You know, I, I could believe that if Elizabeth Warren were a buck gang or one of these other dudes got the nomination. But I mean, Biden with the support of Obama, I, I really don't see him bleeding those voters. I just don't believe in this Jared Kushner thing that somehow because they did jailbreak, which is really more of a nerdy white think tank thing. Um, that no one even knows or cares about at this point is 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 what's turning the tide. I, I just don't buy it. Um, it's just that it's it's just too high. I mean, it's it's beyond anyone's expectations. So I think you have to split the baby. But again, Steve, I think that the critical point is, are we go- seeing legitimate elements in data? You could dismiss one poll, two polls. But when you look at the uh, convergence of all the data, are you seeing a significant shift towards Trump? Because if the answer is no, 
then this business of, oh, the polls were wrong, the polls will be wrong again, at least at present, is just not true. The polls have been right throughout the midterms, throughout every election we've had since then. Yep. And again, as you well remember in 2016, ultimately we did see the shift very at the at the end. There's always a lag time. So if it's, you know, if, if you're two points behind and you come, you know, charging back six, seven points, it could be you could even put it over the top because it's a lag factor. Um, he did lose the uh, popular vote pretty significantly, almost by um, exactly someone, what the Real Clear Politics polling average predicted. Actually, what yeah. was it was it was that very small um, margin in four midwestern states. So that's what I'm saying. I think you could hang your hat on that if you start seeing conflicting data. But if you see all of the polls continuously converge on a Biden victory, you do have to assume he is ahead. I can't let you get out of here in the next three to four minutes, though, without addressing from all places a bombshell from The New York Times, which, by the way, if you were quoting Didier Rialt back on March about PCR testing and what our CT threshold was on these uh, positive tests, you're getting banned from social media for doing stuff like that. You might as just name yourself Laura Loomer if you were doing stuff like that, right? Well, lo and behold, six months into this, The New York Times comes out and says exactly that, that our entire premise of testing is flawed. And it doesn't really answer what the motivation was for this exceedingly high viral cycle sensitivity level. I'm sure it has nothing to do with the fact that it's the year 2020, right? That we just decided to go ahead and and just label viral artifacts as positive cases. But this came out the same week now that Newsweek did a story on all these positive tests at the University of Alabama. And there's like no hospitalizations, almost no one has any symptoms. This story about how we case-demicked ourselves into um, basically a Great Depression. I got to get your reaction to it, Daniel. Well, Steve, as, as you well know, a lot of politicians are old, um, yet not a single House member, Senate member, governor, lieutenant governor, attorney general, secretary of state, ad commissioner, um, 1,500 or so uh, executive branch, uh, Senate confirmation level officials. Um, not a single one of them has died of coronavirus. Uh, there's about a thousand federal judges. Not a single one has died. Um, not a single mayor or county executive. There's thousands of them, to my knowledge, has died. Um, you have to go to state judge level. And there's thousands of them, and two of them died. They were in Brooklyn, New York, which was you know the hardest hit. Why wouldn't we would start to see more of this? I mean, this was our problem. You know, we're not really sure with the counting, what's legitimate, what's not the comorbidities. And I think this is what brings it out. Um, now we understand we have a case-demic, as you mentioned. This is a the, the problem is people ran with other stories this week. And this story, of course, got buried. But this is really the linchpin. What this means in plain English is that. If you would set the, the threshold of amplifications, like zooming in on your computer, to a level that was recommended by the academics, which was more in line with, they say 30, but really the only study that has been done on this has shown that there is no transmission or viral growth on anything detected beyond 24 amplifications, okay? So if you go down there, it would turn out that probably more than 95% of all positives that we got were done after 24 levels of amplification, which would mean that if we would set it at that, they would be negative, which would mean put another way, if you would place 
40 CTs on you and me, Steve, or anyone, you're going to find any number of pathogens that God, you know, what's hidden is for God. What's revealed is to us, as it says in Deuteronomy, that's for a reason. You're not supposed to mess with that. You know, that's kind of God's way of beefing up our immune system. And often it's a good thing. You, We have things. It doesn't affect us. This sheds a lot of light now on why, well, God, if you need 40 amplifications to go and see it, maybe that's why masks don't work. And maybe that's why with all this asymptomatic, we're starting to wonder, hey, everyone seems asymptomatic. Are they really even spreading it? Well, what the New York Times report shows is that these things that are only detected at that rate of CT cannot transmit. And Steve, one more thing. A lot of people were talking about Germany. It's kind of the sticks out like a sore thumb because it's the only major, large, metropolitan, well-traveled European country that has like Nordic, Iceland type of low numbers rather than Spain, France, England, you know, the bigger countries. They had such low numbers. You know what? It turns out they set their CTs to 30, not 40. Which is what, which is what, Times, which is what Didier Realt recommended back on March the 26th. Yeah. yeah. And according to New York Times, that's a difference of 90%. We, 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 we did this to ourselves. Yep. Um, we knifed our civilization for nothing. For nothing. For nothing. For nothing. And, and, yep. and Steve, when we talk about knife for our civilization, according to Fox News, divorces are up 34%. I'm just saying we talk about the heart disease, the mm -hmm. cancer, even the drug overdoses. There are intangibles that we have done to our society that, you know, you could kill a life, but then you could kill a soul. I and mean, we, what we have done is soul crushing, and that is something we will, we're going to discover for years to come. Great stuff as always, my friend. Good to see you. All right. Good to have you Take back. Care. Take care. Gentlemen, thoughts on that conversation? Yeah, uh, science depends on who's, uh, what science is depends on who's president is. Do you remember back when Bush was president and they tried to pull a mini version of this with arsenic in the drinking water? There was some study about that and, and it turned out that there's, there's, there are acceptable levels of arsenic that naturally occur in water. But the opportunity is there because a guy named Bush at the time, and he was the devil instead of Trump. This is what they do with science. This is what they do with the notions of the law, the Constitution, when nuns can be uh, uh, persecuted for uh, not uh, wanting to have enough sex. And I mean, it's the world is turned upside down in all things, depending on who's president. Well said. We'll stick around, do some overtime. Uh, until tomorrow, for the rest of you, have a great day. Back at it again from noon to 2 Eastern right after Glenn Beck here on Blaze TV Radio and Podcast. John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.